Welcome back to our podcast. Today we have Nevaeh. Hello. Ty. Hello. Wes. What's up? And me. Uh, we've been reading a narrative called On the Rainy River by Tim O'Brien. In this story, we can learn many things from O'Brien. He taught us to put our fears aside and fight like men. <laughs> Wait, uh, pause. <laughs> O'Brien also taught us that everyone has a little bit of courage if they that they have been gathering up for years of their lives. For the fr- From the first sentence of the chapter, O'Brien begins to impress however sub- subtly the importance of the novel's form, a blend of war autobiography and the writer's memoir. The admission that this is one story I've never told before signals two points to the reader. First, the story establishes a confessional tone and creates an inter- immediate empathy between the reader and O'Brien, Second, in the context of the preceding chapter, the reader knows that this is an unresolved story, perhaps a fragment of memory that, given O'Brien's philosophy of storytelling, is being crafted into a story as a means for understanding the events of the past. Yet the story is not fragmentary and disconnected, abruptly moving between memories. The overall form of the chapter is narrative, though the streams of consciousness interjection of raw emotions interrupts the story's fluid Paul Grant has never told anyone his story because he feels like it will portray him as a coward. Paul Grant was trapped for the Vietnam War in June of 1968. Paul Grant doesn't believe that the war is right and thinks the country's reason for going to the war aren't sold enough to warrant a whole lot of killing. When O'Brien gets his draft notice in the mail, he thinks that he's too good for the war. Born for a great school at Harvard. They better cover and just obviously unsuited for combat. For starters, he hates camping, blood, and nursery. When his parents ask him what his plans are, he lies to them and tells them that he doesn't really know. He spends the summer working in the meadow in the meatpacking plant, which is completely gross. There, he declots pig blood, which reminds him of the war. Bryn hates how gross it is, how much it smells, and feels like he entire his entire life is becoming a box. He's also incredibly sweats about his upcoming spin in the army. The only available option other than going to Vietnam seems to be one of the way to Canada, an eight-hour drive away. He keeps going back and forth about whether or not he should run. He thinks that if there was a war that he agreed with, he would totally sign up for it. It's not like he's a sissy or anything, but he knows that if he runs to Canada, people would ban him as well. Finally, one day, while standing there at the meat pack, packing plant, he breaks. He's going home, takes a shower, leaves a note for his parents, and starts to drive towards Canada. When he gets to the Rainy River, which separates Minnesota from Canada, he finds an old, broken-down fishing resort called the Tip Top Lodge. Its owner is Elroy, an 81-year-old man. O'Brien says that Elroy saved his life.
Tim stays at the Tim Tip Top Lodge for six days, and Elroy mostly remains silent. He doesn't ask Brian any questions. Tim is the only guest at the Tip Top Lodge, and he is pretty sure that Elroy knows what he's there, why he's there. Tim does odd jobs for Elroy, and they do a lot of fishing. Tim is starting to freak out, yes, even more, about his quest to Canada. He's right there, but he can't seem to make himself take the plunge. He fantasizes about it a lot, and a lot of those fantasies end with him being chased down by the FBI and the Mounties. He isn't sure he wants to leave his country forever. Through it all, Elway never asked Tim a question. Tim appreciates it since he reasoned himself completely out of rationality and has now come straight up against two conflicting instincts. For night in, Tim asks Elway how much he owes him. Elway says 260 for room and board. But when Tim says he'll need to take off in a couple of days, Elway insists on paying him for the odd jobs and asks Tim how much money he made on his last job. O'Brien finally begins to talk about uh, about his job at the meatpacking plant, telling Elroy the details about just how awful it was. Elroy decides to pay O'Brien way more than he earned at the meatpacking plant and ends up owing O'Brien money instead of the other way around. O'Brien turns the money down, but Elroy tacks it to his door anyway, making O'Brien think that Elroy must know about his plans. On the sixth day, Elroy takes O'Brien fishing at the Rainy River. At some point, O'Brien realizes that he must be in Canadian waters. Elroy cuts the engine about 20 yards from the Canadian side of the river, and O'Brien is now faced with the dilemma. Either jump or jump and swim to the other side or stay. Paralyzed, O'Brien starts to cry. Elroy pretends not to notice. O'Brien realizes that there's no way he'll jump. He's not brave enough. All of his hallucination friends are yelling at him either to jump or swim to Canada or to stay where he is, and he tries to jump overboard, but he can't. He's too embarrassed, and Elroy bears witness. O'Brien leaves the lodge the next morning. He leaves Elroy's money on the kitchen table and drives back home and heads to Vietnam. The most important message of this story is to overcome fear and not run away from challenges. In the article, The Rainy River, Tim, the main character, is faced with the hard decision of pleasing others and attending the war and standing up to what he feels is right and playing the Vietnam War. The first moment in the passage is how Tim feels as though he is superior to the war and that there is no reason to fight because there is definitely no connection between him and the Vietnam War. In the story, The Rainy River, I was too good for this war, too smart, compassionate, too everything. In other words, you can see how Tim feels as though he is above it. He is too sympathetic towards others in order to get involved. In another moment of the text, Tim decides to stand up for what he believes in and start a new life in Canada. I imagine myself dead. I imagine myself doing things I could not do, charging at enemy positions, taking aim at another human being. I began thinking seriously about Canada. Both my conscience and my instincts were telling me to stop, make a break for it. Tim starts to think about the war and how he could lose his own life and how he couldn't bring himself to kill someone just like him. This thought process is enough to cause him to leave his hometown and start a new life in Canada. Transitioning towards the end of the story, Tim actually starts to contribute and find the war. Through the pine forest and down to the prairie and then to Vietnam, where I was a soldier and then home again. I survived, but it's not happy ending. I was a coward. I went to the war. In the end, whether Tim felt like fighting for the war was right or not, he still decided to participate and fight for his country. Tim felt as though he was a coward because he thought less of what he believed in, which was the war was pointless and had nothing to do with him and focused more on how others would think of him. 
if he decided to back out from the war. <coughs> Alright. Jordan is making the most impactful generation for what he's summarized to the issues of the document. Any other story to begin with the words that he has discovered. I could say that all the mysterious, mysterious words are related to him or her from the development that the sections that he seeks for the reading by the podcast. Including the examples that he started out to view all important documents. To the number of readings and throughout the passages from the readers who, who it needs to understand the feelings and the problems that he was thinking. He proved the quotes are beginning to realize that the author is feeling like he's going to overcome his fear. And, and then he, he pulled out the words to understand why he can go to the war with the courageous things that challenged him, that challenged him in Canada. Even if he stays in Canada when he said he don't want to go back to the war from the message, and he would make sure that he his descriptions is now on the writing written to the story and the truth, how he feels for himself to believe that he is afraid of. In other words, he is like some cowardly makes some other ideas to get his fear to overcome with the bigger thing when he made the analysis the quotes to all understanding lines that he shows us to divide I mean device. When his own device is not only not the only one to be his courageous it is one of the real important documents that will take off in Canada. The Vietnam War connects to the real world by when people try to escape the war and relocate to a different location on the map or from the war. According to the site We Are Mighty Essays, in 1965 through 1975, many people stayed in Canada, in Canada. upwards of 40,000 draft Dodgers fleet to Canada between 1965 and 1975. Many stayed in Canada after the war end, and some even stayed after President Carter pardoned them all on his first day in office. In the story, it shows that Tim wasn't the only one feeling like he needed to escape. It was other people that didn't want to be affected by the war alone as Tim. Many young men have no objection to being called up into the services, but they do strongly resent being sent off to die, for they are not quite sure what good reason. Tim also thinks that he is too good to fight in a war. People sometimes try to make excuses to avoid going to the war. According to the site called Almighty, it says during the Vietnam drive, people would stay awake for days ahead of the ahead of their medical screening and do a lot of illegal drugs or otherwise 
make themselves appear generally unhealthy to avoid being drafted. This connects to the character and the story by Tim making an excuse that he was in pain due to his conditioning by trying to avoid as much as going to the war as possible. According to the story, it says during his sleepless nights, he struggles with his anger at the lack of perspective on the part of those who influence him. One day, Tim cracks feeling what he describes as a physical rupture in his chest. He leaves work suddenly and drives home and writes a note to his family. He heads north then west along the rainy river, which separates Minnesota from Canada. This is how he made up an excuse trying to prevent from going to the war. People would sometimes use their educational accomplishments and graduate school prospects wasn't great. According to the site, we are almighty as says students deferments were very common ways of being the draft. Though many students were really in school to be in school and not simply to avoid the Vietnam War. This connects to Tim by during summer work to avoid the draft war. According to the text, it says feeling that he was not suited for because his educational accomplishments and graduate school prospects were too great. Tim tells his father that his plan for the summer is to wait and work. Honestly, in the beginning, I really didn't like Tim all that much. I thought he was a coward and too full of himself. He had a six-foot personality for a five-foot person. He thought just because he went to Harvard that he didn't need to fight to protect his country. However, throughout the story, I saw a change in Tim's character. He ultimately put his fears aside. And In the beginning of the story, Tim seems to think highly of himself. He felt as though he was inferior to the war and thought there was no need to fight in the war. Over the course of the story, I began to really understand Tim's perspective and develop a connection with him. He didn't want to fail those who were close to them, but he also did not want to fight for something that he did not feel was right. Tim felt exile, but he also feared the war. In the end, Tim felt, Tim felt as though he was a coward because he went against what he believed in and decided to fight in the war. Obviously, mental. I refuse the descriptions to see how we are should understand it. Does Tim have a this fear and go to the war when he feels bad about people and he went too far? <coughs> he thinks that it's safer to stay in Canada, but he didn't want to make wrong idea himself. And he ran away. This as he wants to be. And he didn't need one of them to help him overcome his fear and emotions. He'll take a step of the street and he can make a righteous fight to the world. All of his descriptions were like he gives the reader an example how he can make it right with his current and what he breaks into the description by the story. And the real proof of his ordinary circumstances and the ideas when he analyzing the words of, to the story. In the beginning of the story, Tim feels like 
his life is going out of control because he is he got to go to the war and he felt like he wasn't ready due to his appearance. Over the course of the story, I began to realize and understand and get a bold bond between him. He didn't make himself look bad and seem like a failure to his close ones. And was worried if he fights in a war, he would embarrass himself. Towards the end of the story, because he fought in the war, so he felt like he did a dangerous activity.